Welcome back to the Chasing Tone Podcast. <laughs> I, I'm your host, Blake Wyland, and with me today I have none other than Brian Wampler himself back on the show. Thanks, Blake. I'm glad to be back. Oh, it's great having you here. Well, really I, I appreciate getting the invite, you know? You know, you, I would say on this show, if, if, if I have anything to say about it, you've got an open invitation. Anytime <laughs> you want to come back on. Feel free. Well, that means a lot to me. If uh, if I ever have anything to say or any reason to be back on this podcast, I'll gladly come back. But you probably won't. But maybe not. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't. <laughs> oh, man, how about that? I know. We just did a little switcheroo there. Look I at know. that. I know. So to those listening, that's not normally how this works. But go listen, I got impatient. To, go listen to a different episode. You'll figure it out. <laughs> you know what we haven't done in a long time what's that a rambling episode we, no we, we do that every time <laughs> we've done that quite frequently we're very good at it we haven't uh we've we were just talking about downloads on our various shows and things and we've we've picked up some new listeners recently i mean clearly because the numbers are up so there's got to be new people coming from somewhere that sounds so right hi, yep. hi new listeners how you guys doing and girls and Dogs and whatever else is tuning in. I can't, we have no control over who listens to this. We do appreciate anybody. all new users and listeners. And uh, for those who are uh, are listening and are new, there's a, there's a discount code at the end of this episode where you'll, you'll get the next one free. Um, oh. So, yeah. You're not going to charge them for the next one? No. No, next one's free. So let's wait for the discount code at the very end of this podcast and uh, punch that into your podcast app. It'll give you the next one free. Oh, man. You're like a drug dealer. <laughs> I, I, you, I do what I can. You give them that first hit of crack for free, and then they keep coming back. <laughs> first one's free. Uh, first one's free. Yeah. So have you, uh, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm always like reading through my YouTube comments, which is not always really, advised. If you have thin skin, I don't advise that. If you, It's uh, really healthy. Yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> if you've got pretty thick skin and you don't mind, you know, people saying crap about you. Then that's okay. So, uh, have you ever noticed how angry guitar players get? Well, or I would say viewers get. I assume they're guitar players, or why the hell would they be watching a, a video about <laughs> guitar? Uh, but I do wonder that sometimes. But have you ever noticed how angry people get sometimes just about simple things like whether a pedal sounds different or better or worse? Oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a thing. Like it's and it's not just in guitar world. It's like anything that people are passionate about. People get can get really angry over seemingly ridiculous things. And I've I've experienced it on forums. I've experienced it in my own Facebook group. Instagram is a little bit better. Instagram, I will say. Instagram does seem better. I don't see quite the venomous hatred for the one that's putting out the content. Uh, Facebook, especially if it's like. An anonymous profile of some sort. Oh yeah, not always, but much of the time. Um, if if you go to their page and there's like zero posts, like there's something to hide. Mm -hmm. um, I find that's uh, that's a good indicator of whether uh, whether someone's using it to you know be angry at the world. Not always. There are reasons, of course, why others make their profiles you know restricted. But if uh, if their name is the Tone Master, 
and there's no picture <laughs> and there's nothing, you know, it's, uh, there's no posts on the page that are public or anything like that. Makes one wonder just a little bit, you know? Yeah. A long time ago in, in the tone mob Facebook group, we had a guy, I can't remember his name, but he, he, his legacy has stuck around uh, <laughs> because he, he was, if I remember correctly, a heavier player, like a metal metal guy or something. And we were talking about various ways to use pedals, and he essentially said that all professional guitar players or most professional guitar players that he knew use the four cable method. And I and hate the, that name, by the way, but, but keep going. The four cable method, yeah. yeah. And it, I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> That's, but everyone calls it that. I just it drives me nuts. But anyways, go ahead, continue. Yeah, and for those who don't know what that is, that is when you are plugging your pedal board into an amp that has an effects loop, and you going straight into the amplifier from your guitar, generally, and then using your pedal board in the effects loop of an amp. It requires four cables generally. That's why it's called that. Um, Right, so but, like, so like, if you're going guitar into distortion pedal into the, your amp, and then you're going out the effects loop into your delay and reverb, and then back in. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so you can get basically it's so you can get that amplifier preamp distortion, and not you know have it be flooded with reverb and stuff that gets most people like their dirt before their reverb. You know what you people. you know what you don't hear much about is the three cable method, which is just guitar into amp, and then using the effects loop. Is it a three cable method or is that a, is that, well, that's true. Well, if it's just guitar into amp, that would be one. Then the effects loop would be two. But you know, and nobody counts the patch cables. What if you have five, five pedals in your effects loop? You know, that's like doing the math, you know, one, two, six, seven, that'd be a seven, seven cable method, you know? And I don't think anybody counts the speaker cable in that equation either. So look at that. My life is a lie, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's so many cables involved in the four cable method much more than four <laughs> not even including power cables how many oh, power so cables? many cables I, I mean this we're up to like the 40 cable method now you yes know? you have to specify yes. what kind of cable you're using anyways well i'm totally go, going past your point you're talking about something about the four cable method that this guy in your facebook group <laughs> oh yeah if you and new listeners if you're uh this is your first episode this is what we do uh, we <laughs> we go into we start down one path and we take a rabbit trail off the other way right this is not an audiobook just for for those who are new to podcasts this is not an audiobook <laughs> this is a a conversation that you're eavesdropping in on yes Exactly. So anyway, he was very adamant that most guitar players, most professional guitar players use the four cable method. And a bunch of people pointed out that that is nonsense because most professional guitar players do not use the quote unquote million cable method. Uh, And it's a very good way to do things. Like I totally get it. If you like that amp preamp channel and that's where you get your grit and that's how you want to do it. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. But it's not what, quote unquote, most professionals use. And when people started saying, well, I would say that most professionals don't use the four cable method. You know, people have been going straight in or, you know, plugging their pedals into the front of a deluxe reverb for a long time. Uh, he got very angry. And, <laughs> and he, he made a, a rage quit post calling us all in the group 
no tone having hacks. And so that's. <laughs> well, hopefully he's listening because uh, I can put that to rest real easy and I'll use two um, name. I'm going to name drop, but two, I'll call them friends or friends. Okay. But you'll know who they are. So let's talk okay. about Sinister Gates, for example. He uses uh-huh. the two cable method, which is guitar to axe effects. <laughs> axe effects <laughs> into the board. Um, and then you have the Brad Paisley, of course. Uh, he uses the 235 cable method because he has about 22 amps that he's switching on and off with a MIDI switcher. Well, him or the tech. So... There's just a mound of cables everywhere for his rig. So, would you consider yeah. him a professional, though? You know what? Um, he had a hit once. So, okay. I w- and he does. He he's just barely able to make a living doing it. Just squeaking by. Just squeaking um, by. Yeah. 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 Both those guys just just you know um, squeaking it out there. But uh, I I probably would call at least semi professional. You know. Yeah, that sounds accurate. That seems good. So all that to say is, unless you're you, th- both of those people you mentioned are uh, apparently quote no tone having hacks also. So <laughs> uh, I'm surprised just... that this hasn't been brought up before. I know I, I it's such a it's it's not like a it's kind of an old thing in our group at this point, but it's it's definitely a thing that we we bring up once in a while. Oh, well, that's okay. We're no tone having hacks anyway. What do we know about it? We. Uh... I guess in our group, in the Wampler group, we don't we get some of that stuff sometimes, but we're usually pretty quick to kind of boot those guys out. Or I mean, it could be girls, but so far it's been mainly guys, uh, only guys, as I recall. I don't think we've ever booted a woman out of our group. That's what I recall, anyways. Because um, guys are more problems. <laughs> more problems. I would I would say that that could be stereotyped in that way and be fairly accurate. I think so. Um, you know, but I, I mean, in our group, we get, we get, we do get some people that just like to cause some havoc and, you know, there's, how many mods do we have? I don't know, eight or nine maybe. Um, and they're usually pretty quick to be like, all right, here's your first and final warning. Stop this right now. Like this, that we don't, we don't play that here. And if they're like, oops, sorry, then it's cool. But sometimes they are like, screw you, man. I've got my freedom of speech. And you're like, yeah, and <laughs> we got our freedom of our group. So bye-bye. Yeah, um, you can say whatever yeah. you want. Oh, you absolutely can say whatever you want. We just don't have to listen to it. Yeah, and yeah. we don't have to allow it in our right in our, uh, our little sandbox that we like to play in either. Yeah, and what most people don't realize, because generally most people don't run groups with, you know, thousands of members um there's a lot of there's a lot of parenting that goes on oh man (laughs) the best way to put it there's a lot of problems that most people don't even realize or see behind the scenes that's why we have eight or nine mods i think we're almost up to fourteen thousand people now and you know that's all organic growth that's not like adding a bunch of people you know like let's just add my entire friends list that's just people coming to join and um Man, you get, you get a lot. <laughs> you get a lot of. Uh, what's the, I'm trying to think of a polite way to put it. A lot interesting of people, humans. Yes, yes, that's a good way to put. It. Mm-hmm. Unique, unique, interesting people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, our we kind of follow a similar thing in my my group is obviously way smaller, but we kind of follow a similar, you know, method of dealing with people. If they're if they're being unreasonable, the, one of the mods will message them or me. 
and we kind of just handle it. And fortunately, everyone seems to, everyone in my group has kind of figured it out. I haven't had it now. Now what I just did there, what's going to happen is I'm going to get a huge troll next week. That's going to be a huge pain. (laughs) But I was about to say that I haven't had any issues in a really long time, actually, which I'm very happy about. I'm just going to start a lot smaller group. I'm just going to start adding all all the trouble, all the troubled people that we've had. I'm just going to start adding them to yours. You know, I'm also meaner than you, though. (laughs) Well, so you, there's that. And you are more hands-on than I am. So I'll, I'll poke my head in there and answer questions. But for any of the management side of it, I, I leave that up to the mods. You know, like I, I just got more important things to do, man. I'm, al- I'm already like 15 projects behind. I'm That's why I haven't put out, I put out a handful of videos of the past few months. Uh, we've talked about that, you know, with Terraform and blah, blah, blah. We'll go over that again. But the last thing I really have time to do is manage someone and say, see, the problem here, let's call him Joe. The problem here, Joe, is that you're kind of being an asshole. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And that's right. not, that's, you know, excuse my language. I hope you don't have kids in the car, but that's just the truth, you know? Yeah, and and we were talking about, like, why people get so angry. I think we we delved out of accidentally, mistakenly, what we were initially talking about. Yeah. Well, well, big shock to everyone. That's, that's so out of character for us for, you know, the topic morphing into something totally different. Right. But I do kind of want to dive back to it. Let's do it. What we were kind of talking about with the Facebook groups are, are a little bit more, it's not so much. I mean, some people get angry like the four cable guy, but like, it's, it's not generally people getting angry uh, at a, you know, at a pedal or at a someone's idea or something. It's usually somebody just trolling or being a jerk or something. What we're talking about is when people get genuinely mad about like, you don't think you don't think that my my tube scrimmer sounds good. What do you mean? You don't think my tube scrimmer sounds good. You're clearly an idiot. Like That's you're a, dumb. You're exactly right. And, and, and the video I did about the TS-808 versus the TS-9, which I just breadboarded the circuits and put the changes on a switch because there's only like three changes, right? Like there's mm-hmm. not that much difference. And I'm like, can, can you guys actually hear this? You know, can, can you actually hear the difference? That's kind of the point of the video. And while, you know, there were a lot of people like, wow, that's, that is pretty, uh, pretty similar. There were people like, You're, you, you know, you have lead ears because that's drastically different. And, you know, I'm like, how do you, you know, how do you know I actually did change anything? Huh? How do you know? How do you know? <laughs> how do you know? Maybe I just did really it to know. screw with you, you know? <laughs> that wouldn't be out of character either. Yeah, I'm just saying. It would not be. There are, there are fun times like that, you know? <laughs> I, but I, what I, I, uh, I think they get so mad. I don't know about like in that case, but I know for instance, like. I could I'm trying to like rationalize this and make it make sense in my brain. So for instance, if I bought an expensive pedal, so I bought a $400 overdrive pedal, that's a lot of money. And, and that's a lot of money on a pedal, but I really liked it. Somebody out there somewhere would call me an idiot for buying that $400 pedal. They would, they'd be like, I can get the same sound out of this $200 one. Why would you spend 400? And you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're wrong, but why do they get so why why would you call somebody an idiot for that? I don't know. That one seems it's just like that's just what they like. They just that's what they like. 
Some people like Ferraris and they can afford them. <laughs> I don't think that makes them an idiot. Right. Seems a little a little unnecessary, but it's I don't think that makes them an idiot or a bad person because that's what they're into. I don't know. I feel like it's a psychological thing. And then if when I've seen a lot of people when they do get attacked like that, they have to like justify it. Yeah, they have to defend themselves. Yeah, because otherwise they otherwise if they're if that guy's right, then you are an idiot all of a sudden. Like, oh, you spent four hundred dollars. I I must be an idiot because this guy says I am, right. and it turns into this <laughs> this thing. What it all boils down to is online. People say things they would never, ever, ever, ever utter in public or in someone's face most of the time because they would just get punched. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I mean, it's. Uh... <sighs> oh, okay. So here's here's an example. Um, this was uh, I don't even remember what video it was on, but it was when someone got hurt. Right. So I got I got to read this to you. Okay. Um. He says, what has, what, some misspellings here. What has happened to you? <laughs> you are tweaking pedals for more than 10 years. Damn, learn something. Go to a university. Cloning is stupid. All that you do in others is play games with the breadboard. That is not designing. You should calculate things, not playing a puzzle. It, and this is all in caps. Because, you know, that makes it, that makes me listen better. It is not yes. true that no one tells the truth. There are theses about this subject made 14 years ago and older, but guitar industry don't like the truth. And why would they? When with people like you, they brainwash kids and make millions. Blake, did you know I was a, <laughs> did you know I was a millionaire off making toys for guitar players? Did you know that? I, I didn't know. Yeah. You are? Money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, uh, you know, the Chevy truck in the driveway is all, uh, it's all for looks. I actually have a Lamborghini in the garage. You know, I just, I, I don't like anybody to see me driving it, you know. Mm, you got millions. All right. Well, oh, yeah. I, uh, I was, I was going to mention something to you earlier. I forgot. I'm, I've been doing this for a while and I think that maybe I start, in, I'm going to need a wage. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> When you start getting paid from the podcast, I'll start getting paid from the podcast too, right? With uh, all your millions, millions, <laughs> so many millions. Oh my goodness. You wear the finest track shorts you can possibly buy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh uh, boy. Yeah. My, my Nike, so, my wait, Nike so Monarchs, that, you know, it tells the story. It does. Sorry. I didn't mean to flex on y'all. <laughs> But I mean, I guess my point of that is somebody was so angry about what I had to say about breadboarding a circuit that it made them blow up like that, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, they're blowing up because it's all caps and oh, hold on. it's not all caps. Part of it is in caps, which means that they intentionally hit the caps lock key just to make sure that my, their point was, was heard, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I get being, you know, passionate about this stuff. Like I get it, but I, like, I'm passionate about coffee. You know, I, I love Guatemalan beans, especially certain, you know, like I'm, when I go buy coffee, I, I pick out different Guatemalan beans cause that's my favorite blend. Right. So I'm kind mm-hmm. of a coffee nerd in that aspect, but I've never went on, you know, uh, there's a couple of companies that are my favorites and I've never went on anyone else's 
YouTube videos or Facebook page and talk crap about them because their beans weren't to my liking. Why just, not? That's uh, what well, a normal person would do. You know, this thing, yeah, I guess. It's this weird thing about me. I just simply don't go onto that page, you know, or view that video. Maybe it's just me. <sighs> I don't I don't know why. I mean, that's just not normal. You've got to go on there and rant. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to Budweiser's page right now, and I'm going to tell them how they're not nearly as good as Sam Adams. That's right. <laughs> well, you're right about that. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, screw those guys. (laughs) No, that's, that's just the thing. Like I have lots of things that I like and I don't like. And obviously I put my opinions out there in podcast form, but I definitely don't make an effort to go make a company feel bad (laughs) about their, I mean, you know, I've got some opinions. They're not all good ones, but I've got some opinions and I, I can't think of I can't think of the last time I all capsed and wasn't doing it in for comedic purposes. That's what I'm getting at. Or whenever you meant to hit A and you accidentally hit caps and hit return, you're like, ah, crap. Oh, well, it's fine. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who it was. I heard somebody on a podcast the other day, and they were they were talking about all caps. And they were like, hey, dude, why are you always typing in all caps like everyone's like you're always yelling at everybody and he's like it's not because i'm yelling at everybody it's because i'm old and i can only read it if i use all caps (laughs) i I never thought about that i have i heard have um seen people say that they use all caps because their caps caps lock key is broken and it just types that way I'm like, oh, Wait a you minute. must have That's the new not Mac- an excuse. You see, you did it on your iPhone. I seen it. <laughs> My thought is, oh, you must have the new MacBook. Oh, oh, ouch! We miss you, Steve Jobs. We miss you. Oh my gosh, what total change here? But what in the world has happened to Apple, man? Oh man, I don't know. I, I, boy, yeah. I think I've, I think I've talked about it on this show before. Sort of gear related, but I want to get into doing more videos and I need a better computer and I'm an Apple fanboy, but I don't think I'm going to be going Apple this this next go around for my for my desktop purposes. I just feel like they've they've fallen off the wagon too hard. I'm still iPhoning it, you know, with with great passion. I just got a new iPhone and I really like it. But man, I feel like the desktops are not worth the. See, I, I would, I would actually, well, they are freaking expensive. I, I would say my iMac, um, other than when I first got it, I've, it's been knock on wood here. It's been really, really good. I've not okay. had many problems with my iMac. Um, but for like, and I don't have a new MacBook for this reason, but, um, I know several people who do have new versions of the MacBook and it's, it's been problem after, you know, problem after problem after problem. The MacBook, for those who aren't Apple nerds, uh, basically is the laptop, you know? Yeah. So the iMac would be like the desktop, big screen thing. Mm-hmm. Not not portable, really. So, um, but, you know, from a video perspective, I use Final Cut Pro. And it for, for YouTube videos, it does good. If I was going to be doing like a movie or something, I'd probably use Adobe. But I would use Adobe on a PC and not on a Mac. Works better on a PC. That's that's my plan. My plan is to go Adobe PC for for this stuff. Not because I'm going to be cutting together movies, but uh, that's what my my good friend Keith, who knows a lot about that stuff, that's what he uses, 
And so he'll be able to show me. And it's also what um, Demo Legend. And I don't think that this is a, I don't think this is an oversell. Demo Legend, Mr. Andy Martin, also uses the Adobe stuff for cutting stuff together. So I didn't know that. Or maybe I did and just forgot it, but I wouldn't have known that. But he 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 was kind enough to take me under his wing and and give me a few pointers here recently. I got went over to his studio and checked out his setup and how he does it. And you know what's you know what's really funny, Brian. And I know you you're you're not going to be surprised by this at all. But some people are like, oh yeah, I could sound that good too if I recorded all through the finest gear in a, you know, multi-thousand dollar recording studio. I could sound as good as Andy. Guess where Andy records? I think it's a bedroom of his house, isn't it? It is. It's a yeah. little bedroom in his house. It's yeah. not like anything serious at all. I mean, he's got a nice setup and he's got the right setup. He's got a uh, got an ISO cab out in the garage, you know, so he can have his amps out there. And he runs he runs the cables in the attic to just a small regular bedroom where he has his his rig set up. I mean, Andy's just that good. That's why he sounds good. It's just that's just what it is. It's He's because he's that good. It's because he doesn't use a pick, you know. He's cheating. Oh, that's what it is. You're right. He's totally cheating. Some people get worked up about speaking of people getting worked up. They get they get worked up about him not using a pick. Oh man, like crazy. They like crazy. Especially, I mean, I mean I I don't know for sure, but I do recall that back in the pro guitar shop days People like it was a thing. People would be violently angry. It's so weird because like he doesn't use a pick because that's how he's comfortable playing. And he's said it before, like when he is playing something that would normally be played with a pick, he kind of plays it with his finger in a way that like he makes his fingers into a pick. It still (laughs) sounds like a pick kind of. Right. So like, I mean. If you can't get the gist of it, then the you shouldn't even be watching demos because <laughs> you're not gonna. It's not gonna be exactly like your rig every time. That's the thing, man. Is I mean, I don't. <clears throat> excuse me. I I don't think. I don't know if people don't know or if they just don't want to believe, but gear demos are so dependent on the person playing and tone. Tone in general is so dependent on the person playing. Uh, in fact, one of the things I don't like about the way I play is that I tend, especially with dirt, I tend to sound a lot alike on multiple dirt boxes, like when I listen back. Um, okay. okay. And I think it's just because of the way I play. Like I, I finger pick really hard. Like I snap like strings really hard. And a lot of pull-offs and a lot of country-ish legato type things. Um, and, and as a result, it makes, it just makes a lot of pedals sound similar. I, I try, like, especially when I do product demos, which in case anyone doesn't know, I hate doing product demos. Hate it with a passion. Um, just not my favorite thing to do at all. It just seems like an ad and I'm not big into putting ads out. But anyways, um, when I, whenever we try to release a product, I try to play something that's more conducive to the pedal. So, you know. If I'm doing a chorus or, you know, something like that, that's going to be what I say the other day, it's going to involve some praise and worship chords on this one. Um, <laughs> you know, then I'll, I'll play that. I'm not going to necessarily use the B bender and do some country twangy licks on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's just, that's just the way I sound no matter what I'm playing, no matter what guitar I'm playing. 
I don't know. No, I I get it. I I I tend to sound like me as well. I you know, I have a heavy right hand and I like to dig in and I don't know. Um I don't think I, I definitely don't think I sound the same with most dirt boxes because I, I do play fairly dynamically. Um I guess that's the growing up listening to Nirvana and whatnot in me. It's just I always, I do the quiet loud thing like all the time. And so I don't know. It, it it really does come down to the player. I mean, I know, and I'm I'm you and I haven't really had these conversations. But when I'm talking to other companies, it's like, okay, we got this pedal coming out. It's this kind of effect. Who should we send it to? Now, somebody who's outside looking in would just assume that oh, everyone's got to send everything to Andy, uh, RJ Ronquillo, uh Ola England, and Fluff. And that's not really that's not really true companies and you can speak to this probably better than I can they're like we talk about who we're going to send it to because they're going to get something out of it different than another demo guy oh yeah absolutely man I mean you know I mean, so knobs for example I uh, I don't think knobs would be able to do his thing to the best of his ability if you sent him uh, a two knob overdrive no you know what probably I mean? like, not just not his thing you know what I mean? And, you know, no, nothing against him at all. So don't get me wrong there. But in the same way that I probably wouldn't send a a pedal that's more suited to country twangy compression to Ola England. Not right. that he would make it sound bad. It's just that's not his thing. And that's and the viewers probably just as importantly, if we kind of switch over a little bit more towards the marketing business side, um, as a company, when you're sending a product to someone, you're wanting to get it in front of their viewers. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure that a big portion of Ola's base aren't into praise and worship chords. <laughs> if I, I had don't to think guess. They're, I don't think they're doing a whole lot of uh, swells with Shimmer Reverb. I don't. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So you do, you do, you pick what type of player, what type of style they have, what types of things they that you know that they're great at and would this product be a good fit for them? And plus, do their viewers that watch their channel, are they going to be interested in the product? Yeah, do they care? That's really what it, actually the most important part at the end of the day. Do those viewers care about this or not? Cuz if not, we're just annoying them. Like honestly. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we we talk about that a lot with some of the the brands I work with. It's like it's like oh yeah, just send the days of oh just send it to these five guys and you're good. It, that's way over. Yeah, way way over. There's so, so many guys, so many people just yeah. doing great great demos. Yeah, it's I mean the demo business is a business now, a very viable business in itself. You know, um, I mean if you're if you're good at it, there's good money to be made by demoing pedals, but the problem is, and all the YouTubers that demo pedals for a living would, you know, back me up on this, I'm sure, if they could. Um, <laughs> if you've ever tried to make, so let's say you do a, uh, let's say you do a different pedal every day. It's really hard to make 365 pedals sound different from each other. Yeah. And also, let's not forget of like the major grind to get it to a place where you can like, like where people will expect to pay you money for your work. 
you got to do a whole bunch of stuff for free first. Oh man. Like it's yeah, forever. Yes. This, and if you're, you know, I'm sure there's some people listening that are either have started a YouTube channel or are thinking about it for a company. The, what we get out of it is like I said, like your viewers, if you have a ton of people that love what you're doing and love what, how you present a product, then that works best for us. But if you have, I mean, I don't even want to put numbers on it, but let's say you have just a couple hundred people watching a video. You're, you're probably not going to get paid for your video. You know, you're probably, and you're probably going to have to buy the product versus, you know, if you get, if you get 50,000 views of video, just again, just throwing a random number out. It's not a hard line in the sand. Um, Maybe, and maybe the viewers, maybe our listeners don't know this, but those guys aren't paying for pedals. That's how come they have so many pedals and so much gear. They get gear thrown at them with an, a check within the box saying, please, uh, please demo this for me. <laughs> yes. This you know? might be a good point to, I think we did an entire episode on this maybe a year ago, but it might be a good point to revisit the, the point since we're, we've, We've stumbled upon this topic. Uh, the demos and reviews are different things. Totally. And, and a lot of people get that mixed up. It's still a very common thing to get that mixed up. Totally. Yeah. I mean, so the two people off the top of my head, um, Phil McKnight does a lot of reviews, meaning mm-hmm. he'll buy a pedal. He'll um, talk about good and bad points on it. And, you know, that's what he does. Uh then you have guys like um, you mentioned Andy. Andy does demos, so he's not buying pedals for the most part and giving you the good and the bad. He's buying a dem a, a dem. He's buying. I'm sorry. He's doing the demo, and then in return, what you get are what he feels like are the shining portions of the pedal. Yes, he's going to play it to the best of his ability and show off the strong points. He's not going to show off the weak points. That's not what he's paid for. So if people say that's dishonest, I totally disagree with you. He's just showing you what the pedal's good at. Right. Like, that's what he's doing. He wasn't paid to tell you all about it. It's not a review. A review is totally different than a demo. Demo is going to show you the best sides of any piece of gear. Unless for some reason that channel specifically is about highlighting bad things, which I don't know of that existing. Hey, there's a YouTube niche for you. <laughs> Bad uh, pedal demos. <laughs> um, what's what's the YouTube guy? I forget his name. Guitarology or something like that. He's uh, I haven't watched him forever because he's so negative, but he he was doing pretty good on just talking about the negative side of many many things, gear different issues, different topics, but it was always, always like the negative side of things. And, and, you know, and this is not knocking him either. I think his name's Brad or something, but uh, this is not knocking him. It's just, that's, that worked for him, you know? So obviously that is a niche that does work for some people. If people want to watch it, I know me personally, like I don't, I feel kind of icky if, if I start going down a negative path and I generally don't like to be around negative people because of that. Um, I, I could never have a channel where I was just talking about eh, 
negativity as far as pretending to gear. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't do it. I I personally, you know, sometimes get lucky enough to get stuff in to check out or whatever. And I'll be brutally honest with the company, you know, with and just tell them, like, listen, here's what I think is great about this and here's what is awful about it. I've only had, like, one thing ever where I was like, I think everything about this is awful. So I'm sorry. Like, I'm... <laughs> it's only happened once, but uh, and I'm not going to name names, so don't. Yeah, ask. yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I know somebody's going to email me that. Like, who was it? I'm not going to tell you. So <laughs> sorry, that's just mean. But um, but the point is, like, I do get it, and then I do only talk about the good points. I'm not going to publicly drag somebody through the mud. They've, you know, just because it's not for me. Like, I'm, you know, I mean, if somebody like screwed me over in some way or or something i would talk about that but if somebody just sent me a product that wasn't jiving with me it's all subjective so i'm not going to publicly bash on it that seems like a silly thing to do yeah well and i know again not naming names but many many uh demo guys will if if, if the if the pedal for them if they feel like it's going to be an inferior video they'll tell you they'll just send it back and be like i'm sorry i can't do the video yeah you know um, and, and sometimes those companies who are on the receiving end, who sent the pedal to them, sometimes they do get upset about that. I, I don't think I would necessarily. I'm trying to think of, I, I don't know if it's ever happened to us necessarily. Not that our pedals are so far superior, but I, um, I usually do a pretty decent job. I think of trying to vet out whether a pedal is going to work for a person or not, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would, I, I would do that if that was my thing. I would definitely, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like to, I'm kind of like you. I don't like, I don't like the negativity. Uh, <laughs> in fact, in fact, uh, I was talking to Chris Benson from Benson Amps the other day and he was like, you know what? Uh, he's like, you are, you're more positive on the internet than you are in person. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thanks. And I'm like, uh, cause I was complaining about something. And he was he was like, yeah, you would never do that on the Internet. I'm like, you're right. I'm like very purposely like trying to be try. I try to be nice because I feel like so many people are going back to the topic, mean and angry on the Internet. And I don't want to be one of those people if I can avoid it. I agree totally. And, and you know, some actually now that I think about it, maybe some of my videos come across as negative, like trying to bust myths and that sort of thing. Um, I don't, I, I actually look at that more like trying to help a person more than trying to say, oh yeah, well you think the tubes, the, the TS-808 is so much different than the TS-9, huh? Let me prove you wrong. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not approaching it from that angle. I'm approaching it from maybe you, you, maybe you've actually wondered what are the differences? And you know, do I want to pay more for the 808 versus the TS-9? You know, so I'm really actually trying to do a service is what I'm trying to do. But, you yeah. know, and, and maybe some people take that as me being negative. Maybe they do. I don't know. But uh, I don't think they I don't think they come across that way. But I mean, it. Uh, I don't know. It's hard. I don't I don't personally feel that way, but I'm also too close to it. I know you. So it's it's one of those things where when you're when you're as close to it as we are, sometimes we can't see things that other people see. So I'm 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 always open to being wrong as well because when you're this close to a, an industry and a and a subject and and then you know from our angle content creation and and all this stuff it's like 
sometimes your view gets a little bit cloudy and you can't really see what everyone else sees. So, you know, if we're wrong about something, I know that we're kind of both open to having that pointed out. Oh, absolutely. I would, I would rather someone kindly point it out. <laughs> rather than, kindly. Kindly. <laughs> meaning tactfully. It doesn't mean that I'm afraid you're going to hurt my feelings. It just means it just means if you start calling me names, I'm going to immediately turn you off. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm out. I'm out of this conversation. Thanks anyways. Yeah, Thanks for playing. I call him names enough. He doesn't need it from you. <laughs> oh, very true. All right. So that's a good place to wrap up the end of this video, I believe. You have any closing thoughts? Final, final thoughts. You f- Wait, you're filming me right now? I am. Did I say video? Yeah. I'm sorry. I just got done filming a video, so it's still still in my brain about a Univibe. on the brain. Yeah. Got a new video coming out about a Univibe here shortly, so. Oh. Mm. Stereo. please. Stereo Deja. It's actually not the Univibe. It's actually the Stereo Deja vibe, which is phenomenal with two amps, by the way. Just in case you oh. happen to wonder, full tone, full tone deja vibe. Yes, yes. The the uh, I I think they have a couple different versions. This is the one that plugs direct into the wall, no adapter. Oh, I can hear you getting excited. About it. Wow, it's better than a peanut butter jelly sandwich with honey on it, man. Ooh, that sounds good right now. Now I'm hungry. Let's wrap this up. I'm gotta eat. All right. So uh, to any of those listening still at this point, thirty. 40 some minutes into it. If you have any comments or questions, you can always email me at podcast at wamplerpedals.com. You can email Blake at info at tonemob.com. If you happen to think that, uh, you know, you might fancy another uh, podcast or two to listen to, hop over to the Tone Mob podcast. You can probably search for that in your podcast app if I had to guess. Uh, Blake has, uh, well, you know, tons of different interviews with a million different guys. Most recently, as we record this, uh, Analog Mike was on your podcast. Yes, so, yes, he was awesome too. Such a cool guy, I'm, and he and he explains a lot of the things that people have been wondering about. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm 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 about a third of the way through it so far, so I've got a little bit more to go. So don't 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 spoil it for me. I won't. I won't. Uh, <laughs> and uh, other than that, have a good week. We'll talk to everyone Bye. next week. Later.